Hello and welcome to episode number 271 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books. With me today is Alicia Rye. In this episode, we sat down for uh, cake and podcasting because in a prior episode, episode number 229, we talked a lot about dating and romance, both the concept of romance and the genre romance. So many listeners had contacted me to let me know how much they enjoyed hearing her talking about the intricacies of modern dating from the point of view of, who's, of someone who's fluent in the romance genre that I was asked several times to do another interview. So here we are. In this episode, we're going to take a deeper look at dating as a romance author. We talk about seducing men with bad jokes. We take a look at why there are guys who feel the need to tell you that they're kinky in the, like the third or fourth text. And we also cover the identification of romance heroes and villains inside real-life people, the upside and downside of being a writer in the dating world, and that there truly is no such thing as leagues. Also, this episode includes a really lovely story of a good date, and it's seriously going to make your day. I do want to mention at about minute 36.45, minute 37, there is a brief mention of uh, Trump and disgusting comments he made about assault so if that is going to be super upsetting you might want to hit the 30 second skip button at about 36 minutes 30 seconds in and if you would like to get in touch with us or you have a question or suggestion you should email us spjpodcast at gmail.com record a voice memo and email it to me if you like or leave us a message at 1201-371-3272 We have a sponsor for this episode. This episode is brought to you by The Secret of the Sheik's Betrothal by Felicitas Ivy, which is out on November 15th, 2017 from Dream Spinner Press. This is a contemporary male-male romance, part of the Dream Spun Desires line, where, quote, the men are hot, the romances are rockin', and there's always a happily ever after. A billionaire and a Bedouin girl each have a shocking secret. Billionaire Fathi Al-Murzim is a workaholic businessman, too busy running the family's company to even think about marriage. Too bad he's also never told his grandfather that he's gay, because grandfather has just announced a childhood betrothal to a Bedouin girl that Fathi has never heard about before. Ikram Din Abdil was raised as a woman by his avaricious older sister who didn't want him being their father's heir. He has never thought he'd be married, and is surprised when his sister informs him of this betrothal. When Fathi and Ikra meet, they are drawn to each other in a manner neither one of them expected. And as the plans for their wedding progress, they both realize they need to tell each other the truth. But can they, with both cultural taboos and family pressures to deal with? You can find out more of this author's work at dreamspinnerpress.com. And I will have a link, but at the end, this is what the author wrote. You can find more of this work, this author's work at dreamspinnerpress.com because her website is dreadful. And <laughs> she wrote that, I did not. But I will have links to this book and to Dream Spinner Press at smartfishestrashybooks.com slash podcast. And we do not have a transcript sponsor for this episode, but there will be a transcript because I do a transcript for all of them. And I'm starting to commission transcripts for older episodes thanks to the wonderful humans who have backed our Patreon campaign. Now, if you would like to sponsor the transcript or you'd like to learn out, find out more, please email me at sarah at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. I would be delighted to tell you all about it. And speaking of our Patreon, if you would like to have a look at that, it is patreon.com slash smartbitches. The lovely people who have sponsored the show and made Patreon pledges, some of them as little as $1 a month. 
make an enormous difference, helping me commission transcripts for older episodes and making sure that the equipment and sound quality is, is, is as good as I can make it. Although I will be honest with you, this intro is taking a lot of takes because I am having a bad talking day. Like, apparently my mouth is just like, ha ha, logical sounds. No, not happening. The music you are listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater, and I will have information at the end of this episode as to who this is. I will also end this episode, as I have been, with a terrible, terrible joke, so you can stay tuned for that. I will also have links to everything we discuss, including an excellent Instagram cross-stitch. But for now, on with the podcast. Dating. Yes. Dating as a romance writer mm-hmm. is very weird. Um, On multiple levels. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. And no. you talk about this sometimes because you – and the last time I did an interview with you, we talked about how you meet guys and you're like, oh, I know this character. I've, I've met this person before. Yeah. No, it definitely – it works that way because they sort of uh, – you know, I started reading romance when I was like 13, right? I think we right. all like – Women, you know, who who start usually start very young. Right. I think I read like a I read like this um, statistic. They did the study, and it was like seventy percent of romance readers start reading romance before they're seventeen. Yeah, and we, I was like, I believe that. Yeah, I believe. I believe. I'm surprised it's not like eight. <laughs> Everyone has that story of either a relative gave them the romance, I know. or they stole the romance. Yes, but I, it's almost always a, a an inheritance from yes, a family or absolutely. friend of the family. And if it's not like an inheritance, then it becomes kind of like a secret club later. Uh-huh. You're like, oh wait, you <laughs> you were either given the brown paper bag yeah. full of romances, yeah. or you just stole a couple <laughs> and hid them, it, and have never ever it. told anyone to mm-hmm. this day. Yeah. We, Everyone has that. So everyone has that. And like when you start reading romance, I mean, I was like, let me give you some background. I'm like, I mean, I was a weirdo, right? (laughs) When I was little, I was like a little, I was very shy. I was very quiet. Um, I didn't talk to many people. Um, And, you know, other than like my very close friends. And I definitely never talked to boys. Like I was terrified of boys for a very long time. And part of that is like cultural because... You know, my my family was basically like, okay, don't date. You can't date. You just shouldn't date. You shouldn't date. And then, like, Indians are kind of funny like that. Like, you, they'll be like, don't date, don't date. And then when you're, like, 27, they'll be like, why aren't you married yet? <laughs> so it's, like, it's like a very, very strange. And, and this is, like, I, the number of, like, this is sort of one of our unifying, I think, cultural like, things where it's, like, you know, like your parents are like, never date. Don't look at boys. Boys are just going to lead you astray. Like, oh, you just have to get your education done. And and then, yeah, you get to a certain age and everyone's like, so what's wrong? <laughs> and it's like, Why well. Why aren't you married? Well, you socialize me <laughs> to be freaked out by men. So that's a Surprise. problem. <laughs> so I really, I mean, I really didn't date at all until I was like in my 20s. I think mid-20s wow. I started. So it was like. A very long time. I didn't. I didn't date in high school. I mean, I had crushes and everything. Like I pined after men gloriously. There's like, so much pining in romance drama. too. And there is. And like I had so much angst in me. And so you know, for high school, college, yeah, all that. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't date for a long time. So for a long time, my experience of love and romance came from books. Like right. that was how 
I figured out the world. That was like my main source of like figuring out men. And, and it sort of became your frame. It became a frame. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this happens to everybody. Like if, if the people who are like normally or like not normally, I should say, but like at the average, <laughs> you know, culturalized Is this a thing expectation. That yeah. Is this a thing that happens? I don't know, but it's a thing that happened to me. So I'm going to say it's normal, um, normal to me. Um, so yeah, that, that was how I, it became the, the frame by which I sort of figured out men afterwards and, and dating and love and everything afterwards was, was through books that I started reading when I was 13. So how has that affected your dating now? Because now dating does not happen the way it does in a romance, unless of course, now you may know about this. I don't know how long ago you took wills and contracts, but you may have been willed an estate that you have to marry some guy to live on that estate. Correct. That might yes. have happened to you. Yes, that has happened to me a few or times. Or a CEO. Did or- you know that's like my major pet peeve? <laughs> Dude, I used to joke about how back in the old days of the podcast, I used to joke about how I was going to romance novel law school and I was going to write all these wills. I was going to specialize in romance novel. The will wills. made me do it. <laughs> And Jane was like, you better have real good liability insurance. And I was like, you're not kidding. The will, the will can't make you do that. Right? <laughs> or a, a, a CEO's business deal will fall through unless, unless he can I'm, prove that he has a girlfriend or a wife. Correct. Because that is an important yes. – like, really, I, mean, I have not I'm met anyone who waiting, gives a shit. <laughs> I am still waiting to be some hot man's fake girlfriend. Fake girlfriend, fake fiancé. Your will to property, you have to live with your – You have to live with your enemy or you have to mm-hmm. run um, – a combination cupcake bakery, pet grooming <laughs> or, salon, and and uh, yoga studio. Correct. With your worst enemy. Yes. From third grade. Yeah. Because of a will. Yeah. I mean, all of that has happened. Of course. Um, and it's, it's that's it's, how it should happen. It's very arduous. Right. And there's always mergers and acquisitions too in romance too. You know, romance you, law schools like. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not even joking. I am going to, to like real law school. <laughs> I'm going to like, romance whoa. law school. I'm going to romance law school. <laughs> lots of mergers. You, you, lots of mergers lots and acquisitions. But lots of mergers and acquisitions that rest entirely on rest the marital entirely. status of the CEO. I know. Like, what is this bullshit? Man, Zuckerberg. No wonder he got married. Right? <laughs> it's like, I had to. I, yeah. I absolutely had to. <laughs> so no one's going to be allowing him to buy no, Instagram no. unless he's married. No. Aw, let's not feel bad for Zuckerberg. No, I, I don't actually. I, I would like to kick him in a sensitive place. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, but no, no, it did like – it. it's funny. You asked how it affected um, my dating life now. And honestly, I don't – I can't like pinpoint, you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, well, now it's part of me. So I don't know how I would be if it wasn't a part of me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. Like, I'm like, well, this is me now. So I, if you took this element away, if you never put a romance in my hands, if I had, you, how I would you know, know what? How that would, would I look know like? what it would look like? Yeah. If I had not been scared to talk to boys till I was 25, right. what would them like? What would my life look like? I don't know. Um, and if you so, hadn't been reading cons- courtship construction after courtship construction correct. after courtship in yeah. books. Yeah. What what strikes me is that when you talk about dating or you talk about the conversations you have with guys in dating apps, mm-hmm. um, you operate almost on two levels. There's the I'm an individual looking to meet somebody. And then there's the writer level like, oh, I know you. Yeah. I know this yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is. And I'll, I'll like, I'll, I will immediately, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, um, chatting them with them on an app and 
And this is the thing guys do now, and I I think it's hilarious. Like <laughs> it is my it is my absolute favorite thing. So you know you'll be on Bumble or whatever, and you'll be talking to a guy. Wait, there's Bumble and Tinder, and so yes, okay. So let me let me go through the apps really yeah. quickly just to keep them straight for anyone who's not familiar. Because um, I'm apps, old and married. Yes. And I am a romance is, novel. I met my husband in high school. I know. That's which so Which is cute. super nauseating. I know. It's adorable. It's you guys are adorable. It's super gross. It's so cute. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. <laughs> so cute. Um, no. So it is – so there's Bumble, which is like kind of – all right. So let's start with the bottom of the heat. There's Tinder, which is like the – which is like I would like to hook up. I would like to hook up. Generally, like accepted. Like okay, you're. Like, I, and I know people who have had relationships off of Tinder. Like they have you know courtships and everything, and and it's great, and they live happily ever after. But the presumption. Um, is, but the presumption is you're there to hook up. So booty call. Booty call. Right. Like oh, I can find somebody in close proximity to me if I need them right now. Um, and then there's Bumble, which is like kind of a little bit more serious. Right. It's um the way they've set it up is so girls have to message first. Or if it's if it's um like for like it allows you know LGBTQ so if it's two women they message each other mm-hmm. or two men they can message each other. Um, but, but if the first the he- contact belongs the first to the contact females. belongs to the women, which is kind of nice. I mean, it does like it's kind of annoying because you have to come up with an opening line. And my favorite, my favorite, by the way, opening line is to do a dad joke. Now, like that's my favorite. Oh thing my gosh, that's how I end so, the podcast. So I'm gonna need mm-hmm. some dad jokes. So I'll um this is my favorite recently is um. I'll be like, hey, do you want to hear a joke? It's about paper. And then the guy will be like, yeah, sure. And I'll go, never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's so <laughs> so if the guy laughs, I'm like, yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's Bumble. <laughs> Bumble, is my, Bumble is my personal amusement at the moment. <laughs> I, have a, I have a joke for you. Why don't chicken coops have four doors? What? Because then they would be a chicken sedan. <laughs> And you already know, like, my absolutely first favorite, favorite dad joke. Wait, what is it? What's red and smells like blue paint? Mm, do I know this one? I don't think I know this one. Red paint. <laughs> we used to I'm say, stealing all of these. Please, please I'm seducing do. men with these. Please do. I mean, wasn't, wasn't Aziz Ansari's line on Master of None where he messages girls? Yeah, the Whole like, Foods I'm, line. I'm going do you know foods? how many men message me with the Whole Foods line no. now? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I saw Master of None too. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So you lead first so, contact so, with a dad joke. Yeah. So that's Bumble. This is excellent strategy. I know. It, is, it communicates I so much. I think so. Like, you know, communicates your fun and flirty or whatever. And I and actually don't really enjoy it. super seriously. No. And, and if they respond like positively, then I'm like, oh, okay. They're clever and fun too. Okay, right. cool. It's terrible. Um, that, <laughs> T-E-A-R-A-B-L-E. <laughs> Like, it's a spelling joke. Um, Please tell me you're going to write a romance with a dating app in it. I, I am. I have some thoughts. You you have some, you've had some thoughts. Okay, good. Yes. And um, romance novel law school. Yes. Romance law. Yes. Um, Rom law. So there's Bumble. Then there's Hinge, which is like it feeds off your Facebook friends. So Hinge, like the door hinge. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So, so like you can, you know, network. yeah, you can, you know, you can. That makes that. sense, actually. That's yeah. Pretty logical, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So like you can it. it Mine's basically through your Facebook and it like figures out, you know, who your friends are friends with and right. like, you know, so it opens your circle, but you all kind of maybe know each other somehow. Um, and then there is Happen, which is the creepiest app of all time, which is um, creepy, but also kind of cool. It it sort of, um, it like has a geolocation thing on. Right. So it shows you people you've crossed paths with. Yeah, Whoa. I know. Your mind is blown, right? 
I can see both the positive and the negative. Yeah, yeah. Like so if you're I was, a data data obsessed person with with so, some social boundary issues. So there's is, the that's the problem with it. Where I was like, this is kind of odd because like it it will and it gives you like a I think of like a half a mile radius or something. So you probably may not have like exactly crossed paths with them, but they were somewhere within your vicinity, and you both like brushed by each other. And it is like sometimes I I I used it and I was just I basically was like because I am oblivious when I am walking down the road. Like, oh, are you I, kidding? I am like I have like my eye straight, like bitch face on. Like I'm like not ready to talk to anyone. I walk my dogs for like 40 minutes a day, and I try to take yeah. a different route just so that mm-hmm. I don't always do the same route because as a female, you're taught never do the same right. Predictably. Yes. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I have volume down. I can hear cars. And oh, I, I see, can hear everybody going I see around the buses me. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm very the aware of who's person. around me. Yeah, but I could not tell you like what their faces like. I am just like no. focused and like not but, zoned out. But when I got it, I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm just curious to see. And I kept. I was like very alert. Like I would walk around and like kind of like look at pe- guys' mm-hmm. faces. And I'd open my app, and like the guys would not. Like it, it would be guys I'd never seen, so I assume that the radius is large enough, or they're crossing that you are at the same place but six hours apart. Uh, no, no, it is at the same time. It's at the same. It's time. at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so the radius is large enough that maybe like you maybe can't this exactly pinpoint. Full of shit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this app is full of shit. I don't know though, like, because there's definitely like, okay. Well, I shouldn't say this, but there's one guy who's, who I know is in my building, and we've crossed paths 48 times. So. Is he cute? He's okay. He's, He's all right. right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> you haven't like gone to the next. Uh, I, next I like. Happen. I think I tapped like a like on him, but he hasn't like. And that's the problem with it, right? Hi, like neighbor. you have to, you have to like both tap, you know, oh, so that you can match and then talk. And they're all kind of like that. Like you have to both show interest, and then you can match and talk to each other. Like every single, every single one of the apps is like that. That was one of my favorite parts of the Master of None with dating apps. There's that one woman just sitting on the toilet, and she's like, "Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope." My, yep. Nope, my favorite nope. part was when he was out. He was out to dinner with a girl, and he was like, "Are you using the app right now?" <laughs> yes. He's like, "Yeah." She's like, "I got time like, to set up another I date." I could. I have seen. Like, I feel like there's been a couple of dates where I'm like. We should just both pull out our bones right now because this isn't working. But but yeah, so there's a so there's a bunch of different options. Like there's um and then there's like specific ones too. Like if you're culturally, you know, like there's there's um an app for Indians that it's like, you know, just South Asians on there. Occasionally I'll see a white guy on there and I'm like, this is creepy. <laughs> Like, it's, but then it, it's, it says on there like, like oh, the really looking for like desi women or something, and I'm like, this is creepy. It is like a thing that ha- like it's fetishy, and that it's, was the thing in Master of None where all the women were like, you know, guys who are looking like who have a Filipino fetish, <laughs> like an Indian fetish. And he met that and one girl who was Indian mm-hmm. who, who was super busy at work and had to keep taking phone calls, but they were so connected. They were cute. Yeah. I liked. I was sad that it like went sour on the second date, and that happened sometimes though like you'll have a really good first one good day. moment and the next time and the next time good. it's not and so but i mean that's, and can i just say that whole thing in italy with that wonderful girl who he met and he just mm-hmm. took her to dinner he could have gone back to that restaurant and been like listen you had her reservation what please i thought please there was just a major me. hole in that store please just 
Could you just call her? Yeah. She she had to have left something. Credit card receipt. (laughs) No, I was like, I was like, there's a number of holes. Like it's a cute idea, like the misconnection and everything. There's a number of holes in the story though. Our movie matinee. Like it was in your phone. You didn't have the cloud. Like you didn't have like you didn't have something set up for a backup. All right, whatever. I just finished watching Roman Holiday, which is our movie matinee movie this month. And at the end they go their separate ways. And I'm like, but she's She's not going to be a princess under the control of all these people forever. And she could theoretically meet him later. I mean, look. I like, I, I feel like fan, dude, like fan so fake much, my own ending. So <laughs> much Roman holiday fanfic on the internet. Sure I cannot even yeah, yeah, yeah. tell you. I'm sure there is. Yeah. So you have all these apps. Mm-hmm. Are there apps also for like the more in-depth dating apps? Like uh, if you do match.com or eHarmony. Yeah. Or, you know, the problem. You're with- on JDate, right? Yeah, oh, of sure. course. I'm on I'll Farmers be- Only, too. Yes! <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> City folks just don't understand. Somebody somebody said to me, like, oh, um, like, it would be so romantic to, like, meet a farmer. This is, like, a girl who like, grew up in New York City. She's like, oh, my God, it's just so romantic to, like, meet a farmer and fall in love. And I'm like, maybe, like, a gentleman farmer. <laughs> like, I'm not like, are you kidding me? I was like, have you been on a farm? They're busy. They're busy. You're gonna be waking up at like That's 4 a.m. <laughs> like to like help him build cows. And there will be poop it's not everywhere. Glamorous girl. Poop all over. <laughs> like, everywhere. Not like, in a cool I, way. I, I don't you know, I'm sure like people who are far but I'm like, you grew up in New York City. You're not gonna be happy. This is gonna be a bit of a culture <laughs> like, shock for you. Yeah, this is gonna be a severe You're gonna don't struggle think it's with sexy. this call. <laughs> like, it's, I'm sure there's wonderful parts of it, very wholesome, love the farmers, but Maybe not the most glamorous life that you're like. So romantic. So, but uh, you Getting know, up yeah. At four no, in the morning. Exactly. Your job security your depends life. on animals and nature. <laughs> yeah, that and won't get stressful. Oh, I, dude. I um, I but there are there are match and there's OkCupid and, and they have apps too, right? They do have apps. So the problem with I think a lot of these um. The more in depth apps, the questionnaire the, sites, the questionnaire yeah. sites, and you know you have to you can write a long profile. Like on Bumble, you can only you only get like a two hundred characters to have a profile. Like there's no long profile on it. No um, bumbling. No, yeah, you gotta like, get on with it. Yeah, you gotta get on with it, and because the most most of it is like you put six pictures and you get two hundred characters and have fun. <laughs> and then swipe on each that's other. A, that's like it's it's not the best. I I don't a very love it. superficial representation. It is a very yourself. superficial representation. Um. And but the problem is so with OKCupid and Match is that nobody's on them anymore. Like it is the world, and and this is like in the last two or three years. I used to date off of OKCupid, um, like two, as short as two years ago, and mm-hmm. and now I'll open it, and it's like just a lot of messages from like weirdos. <laughs> it's like you know, it's not it's not anybody that you know. I think I have one friend who's been married for a bunch of years. She met her husband in eHarmony. Mm-hmm. And then my husband's cousin's first marriage was, I want to say eHarmony or mm-hmm. J-Date. I mean, I... But this was 10 right, years ago. My best friend got married off a of match um, three years ago. She got married. She met him like four years ago. Uh, did like one cycle of match, met him. They fell in love. They got married. I mean, it was... It wasn't easy, but it was, you know, but like the, it was... The people who are looking right. are not there anymore. Right. They've moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are people looking more for hooking up or are people you know using what? hooking up as a, hey, maybe if we're physically compatible, we'll also be emotionally and personality compatible too? You know what? I think part of it is, I think part of it is we do have like a hookup culture. And, and I've been saying we have a hookup culture since like college. So like this, you know, I think our generation just kind of has a hookup culture. Um, 
but the the bigger problem I think is that everybody is on their like they use their phones to do everything now. right um and match and okcupid and eharmony were really sites that were sort of made for computers like they were made for they were made for like sitting down and looking through and scrolling and taking your time and, and being nobody, at work and hoping no one notices right, that you're exactly. updating your profile but it's, but it's but it was on a computer, you know, like it was right. a You're not going to type all that on a phone keyboard. Right. And so like on OkCupid, okay um, I mean, they have an app and you can go through it, but it's like, it's hard to sit there and scroll through. Like I have the same problem. Like I'll go through it sometimes and I'll scroll through the profile. I'm like, this is taking forever. Like reading these profiles is taking forever. Mm-hmm. And it is like on your phone, it feels like much longer than what mm-hmm. it is. So I think that's really like the issue. I mean, the technology is, is at the a point. The technology encourages brevity. Right. So, and I don't love it. Like, it's not a great, I think it was somewhat better to have, like, the questionnaires and the, you know, long profiles. And and you'd send each other emails. Like, it would be like when you sent an OkCupid email, it would be like a few paragraphs. Like, mm -hmm. you'd, you know, you'd send a few paragraphs and they'd send a few paragraphs back. Um, And it's easier, I think, to, with, with the apps, it's texting. You text back and forth. Like, it is... You know, it's quick, it's fast. Which is interesting because that avoids the sort of on-ramp and off-ramp of communication. In a text, you just expect to get right to the point. Yeah, yeah. Which strips away a lot of the performative artifice of, hello, how are right. you? It's nice to meet you. I noticed on your profile. It's like, right. hey, dad joke. And you can, or dad joke, because it's really hard to be like, oh, I noticed you like this. <laughs> like their profile might even be empty. It may not even have anything in it. So or like, you know, it's hard to have like a, a connection the shadow on your boxer briefs yes. is most intriguing. <laughs> exactly. Ask you questions. <laughs> or like, what oh, does the rest of the tattoo can, say? Sometimes, like, you can be like, um, like, one guy on his profile, like, said something, something, and then it was like, and I got two puppies. And so I, like, just texted him, and I was like, two puppies? <laughs> like, you know, and that was it. Pictures? And we, start, and we started a conversation that way. But it was like, it's very hard. If it's they a lot don't of poop, have, dude. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what he said, too. Poop. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, poop you know, it's, it's just hard to... to come up with some way so you start with dad jokes or you start with like the whole foods line or you start with something where it requires like you can copy paste it to a bunch of people and then you don't have to get very personal right off the bat yep um and you know you text for maybe like like i don't text for long because it's just a waste of time if they turn out to be terrible you know Mm -hmm. like um or if they never want to meet a lot of guys just want to text and never meet it's very weird um and so you know i'll text I'll, i'll get kind of a read on them Maybe I'll do some light stalking <laughs> just to make sure that they're real. Um, and, they, you know, they don't have a last name on there or anything. Some of them don't. Some of them do. Some of them are done. Don't put your last name on a dating app, please. Women, never put your last name on a dating app. And sometimes I'm like, if you have a unique first name, maybe don't even put that on the dating app. Um, I, and it's true. I am like... I am, like, the best stalker in the world, so I can find information off of, like, literally any breadcrumb. But I'm sure there's like male counterparts to me, so you should I be have more a careful. Friend. I won't. I won't hurt anyone with my stalking. But you know, I have a friend who is a um, what's the term for this? The type of attorney where you personal injury. Mm. She does personal injury, social security, representing people to the social, like defending them against the social security administration not being what they're supposed to be. Mm. Insurance fraud. Yeah, she's like. I can find any piece of information on anyone, and she's now started doc- talking to high schools 
and being like, listen, this is what I do for my job. And this is how much information I can find out about you within mm-hmm. five minutes. You need to think about what you're putting on that. People don't even understand like the photos that they put up can be reverse image searched. I mean, there are a million, like you, there are identifying information in your photos. Like ladies, please like be very careful Turn with off the photos. Turn services of your photographs, Yeah, yeah. Put, put everything off. Like the photos you use on your dating profile should not be pro- photos you use anywhere else. Like they should be unique to your dating profile. Um, and you know, don't, don't make sure that there's no identifying information. I think it was like one guy who legit had like his name on his, his name badge on him, like mm-hmm. on his jacket. And I was like, and when I met him, I was Here's like, Here's my credit card. I basically, sure. I, I basically said to him, I was like, you should never have that. Like when we met, he was very nice. I liked him a lot, but, um, it didn't, it didn't really like go anywhere, but he was friendly and stuff. So I was like, listen, I'm going to give you some friendly technological I think that, that photo off. down. Take your name tag off when you take a picture because I knew literally everything about you in like two minutes. Isn't that just <laughs> emblematic of dudes going through the world? Oh, like they so would I never like, well, even think about one it. One time this guy was like gave me his home address so I could Dude. park on his street. And like we were going – it was in California. Um, we were going to like Venice Beach or something like that and he – you know, he lived near there and he was like, well, it's going to be crazy at Venice. So just park on my street and we'll like walk over. He like lived, you know, a few blocks away. Nice place. Nice. And I was, yeah, it was really nice. Um, And I was like, oh, cool. That's really nice. Still weird you gave me your address, but like really nice. Through the world is so a I, dude. I'm I, telling you. So I parked and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm outside and I'm in my car. And he goes, oh, like I'm in an apartment, like whatever. And I'm like, Dude. <laughs> Dude, and so I kind of like walk up to the door. Like, no, that's unsafe for you. It like, was, gonna... I, and I was like, it was like an outside door. Like it wasn't okay. like in an apartment. Like, you know how there's like so car So he lived in a motel. Basically, it looked like a, it was like very California. It right. was like a bungalow. Right. And so I like kind of walk up and I'm like keeping my distance and I like, you know, reach out my arm really far, to like ring the doorbell. And I'm going to open the door and the like guy, snatch the me. The guy has his door open. No. He's just like putting his shoes on. He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, nice to meet you. And I'm like, hey, like he had his door wide open. It's like I can see literally. Man, I'm telling you, like everything in your apartment. I can see, I can see your huge TV. I can see your like computers. I can see, like, and I was like, and he kind of hugged me. Like he came out and he hugged, and I like would not go over the threshold of his door. I was like standing outside, like a foot away. I'm like "Mm." vampire. So I made him like come out and he like give you a hug, and I was like, listen, (laughs) this is. This is weird. This is, and I was like, well, let's go. And I like started walking away. And he's like, he's like, how are you okay? I'm like, I'm just like, you just gave your apartment out really easily. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, well, you know, I I did like, I did look out my window and see that you were you. And I'm like, but you don't know me. I'm like, you don't know me. And I could be, I'm like, I could be in electronics by which I mean, I steal them. Right. Or, or I could have, and I was like, I could have like eight burly guys in the car with me and you can't see them because they're ducked down. Like in my head, I'm like spiraling through all the ways I could murder this guy. Someone's a writer. I know. But see, this is the thing. Like women think about this shit. I'm like, I am one step ahead. Like women generally think about this shit. And then when you're a writer, you like take it one step further. So I was like, I was like giving him scenarios as we walked over. I'm like, listen. I could have had a guy standing right behind the door. And now, and now he's like, this girl is nice. and, and he really was like, oh, I thought it would be okay. <laughs> like, Going through the world as a bro. And I'm like, listen, telling you. never do this ever again. It's, ever. it's almost like a presumption of intimacy. Oh, it is. And it's like, I'm not ready to know this about you. And the fact I, that you've been like just handing out this information makes me wonder. Like every now and again on Twitter, you'll text like pictures of the conversations oh. you have with guys. All right. Sorry. So this is where we're they're starting. all starting to get kinky, right? <laughs> so 
They're all starting to get what? Kinky. Yeah. So this is the, the thing that I love. And this is how it's happening more and more. You know, I'll be talking to a guy, two or three messages. And out of, literally out of nowhere, he'll go, you some variation know. of, you should know, just to warn you, I'm a little kinky. <laughs> Buddy, everybody's a little or, kinky. Or, and now. we'll literally be like, talking about, like, work. Like, it won't even be like, I'm like, oh. And he's like, or, like, the one guy that <laughs> did this recently, you know, he was, he basically said, like, oh, well, what are you looking to get out of Bumble? And I fucking hate that guy. What am I looking at in a bumble? I'm like, is this an interview? Not not that question. Where do you see yourself? (laughs) I was like, fuck this. But anyway, so I was like, all right, fine. I was like, well, I'm not looking for anything necessarily. Like, like I'm not looking for the love of my life or whatever. I'm just really open, and that's like my usual like non-answer, right? But I'm like, but I'm specifically saying because at this point in my life. I mean, if you are, more power to you. But at this point in my life, I'm just not looking for, like, sex. Because I can get that. <laughs> like, it's easy to get. Dick is far too plentiful? Dick is far too plentiful. I'm going to make that. That is, should be my catchphrase. <laughs> somebody somebody cross-stitched that for me, and I was very happy. Um, <laughs> it was great. It's on my Instagram. You should go look at it. <laughs> I've seen it. It's yeah. freaking rad. The dicks really? are in all different colors. I know. She's very inclusive about the dick colors. So, yeah, you know, we were just talking and I said, I'm not really looking for anything casual, which is like code for I'm not looking for just dick. (laughs) I'm just not looking for anything too casual. And he was like, oh, that's good. Neither am I. I'm not either. And I was like, "Okay, cool. That's awesome. And then his Mm -hmm. next words are just so you know, though, just to warn you, I am a little kinky. And I was like, just told you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you can't say I'm not looking for anything casual and then pull out your kink level. And there's a number of things wrong with this. <laughs> Let's unpack it. <laughs> you know what's weird about that? It's almost as stupid and ill-fitting as all of the romance heroes who can look at a girl and be I like, know she's I a submissive. know yeah. she's inherently submissive. She gives submissive. off a submissive vibe, right? I know that she's inherently like there's nothing I'm wrong. I'm gonna teach her the way. Like oh, there's come on. nothing wrong with kink, and there's nothing wrong with being kinky, and there's Do nothing wrong. Do your thing, and I understand. Like for some people, maybe that's like you know they want to make it very clear up front or whatever. Right. But generally, like if you're kind of kinky, like that is something that should evolve over the course of your relationship. Like that is not something you tell somebody five minutes in. Unless you're like, unless it's relevant to the conversation. Unless it's relevant to the conversation. Unless you're like, yeah, I'm just looking to like mm-hmm. have some sex, have some fun. By the way, I'm kinky. Like, fine, fine, fine. But it was like, okay, kinky how? Like kinky, you like to tie people up. Kinky, you and like to be tied up. Kinky, this is you the thing. like you like llama costumes. There are, like, what's the, what, there what? are various levels of kinky. And you don't say kinks. another thing in romance that we've learned a lot about. Exactly. And so this, but this is the thing where I'm like, this is such a like romance like i'm not because i come from a world where three-fourths of the men are kinky or dominant that I'm like, and a billionaire and are a you billionaire. a billionaire and too? he was not he was like an engineer so he's just brainy he's just brainy yeah but i'm like brainy kink. listen like i come from a world where it's not that big of a deal it's not that big of a deal and also like i know how it should like i know the healthy ways to introduce this to introduce topic. this yeah. and to have this come out and but this is something that I, I face constantly like it seems and at least once a week some guy will be like 
once a week when I'm actively using the apps, like he'll be like, oh, I'm dominant. Or, and it'll really be like, oh, do you, you think you're special? <laughs> like, a, first of all, do you think you're special? First of all, you're not special. <laughs> and two, are you sure? Because if you were actually dominant, you wouldn't need to, to demand that ground for yourself. Exactly. You would just be like, I am the authority of right. myself. You would, right. You, and dominance I, is one uh, of those things where dominance is like, um, and kink, I think also are, are, are like be calling yourself an alpha hero, right? Right. Because what is the definition of an alpha hero? And you get five romance readers in here, and not one of them would agree on what the definition. Oh of yeah, alpha everyone hero. has a different. Everyone has a different. Everyone will have like a different archetype. Everyone will have like a different favorite alpha character. And some people will be like, "Oh, this guy's alpha," and someone else will be like, "No, he's beta." Someone else will be like, "Oh, he's omega." You know, like there is no, there he's is no gamma, right? And so dominant and kink. In romance alone, Epsilon. has very right, <laughs> yes, various Greek letters, but like you know, it has so many different levels in romance, in mm-hmm. books alone, mm-hmm. in erotica alone, that you cannot, as a man, I think, or as a woman, just be like, I'm kinky, I'm dominant. Well, tell me what that means. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to really like put me on notice, I need an exact description of and what. If- and if you're not providing it, then you don't know what the fuck exactly. you're talking about. And, and I'm like, I know more than you. And a lot of guys, especially recently, I think you know, because we live in this like post Fifty Shades uh, world, post post Trump <laughs> world, I think yeah. too. Like yeah. you know, like we're like pussy grabbing is like an acceptable apparently, thing to, <laughs> for a president to talk about. Qualifies yes. you to yes. be president exactly. So I think I think like a <laughs> lot of people can't differentiate between dominant and toxically masculine. Oh, and so, that is very probably very true. So I think that – It's like there's a toxic masculinity mm-hmm. memo. Like mm-hmm. It's like a newsletter and they all get it. Okay, yeah. now you have to tell the women you're kinky. Right. Okay, now you have to do this or you're not qualified so like manliness. If we're in the bedroom and suddenly it's like, can we try this or something? Yeah, you know, like that's different. But yeah. for a guy to just be like, I'm dominant. I'm like, well – Actually, no. Are you dominant or are you an asshole or are you like – do you, what do you like in the dominant <laughs> spectrum? Like, how dominant are you? Like, are you into pain? I mean, there's just too many things. You so like, like to be peed on. Yeah. Is that, like, is that what I we're mean, talking about here? There's just too many options. More poop? There's more poop in this podcast now. <laughs> but like, there's I'm going to go home and there's going to be animals now. I'll be like, guys, guys, guys. Come on. No, but that that is the problem. And so that to me is just like a red flag where I'm like, okay, and I'll just unmatch. I'm not even like, I'm not even going to fuck around with this because – and especially with this guy, like everything was going fine. We seem to have like a couple of things in common. Like you we were just so you know. Texting just so you know, just to warn you. Like it's not like and that's the thing. Like dominance shouldn't be like a trigger. You know, like if I'm into it too, I don't need to be warned. <laughs> like, you know, like it would be like it would be like he's saying, like, whether you're into it or not. Warning. See, I see, <laughs> I see like, two things know. wrong with this dude among like ninety five other. Yeah, things there are a lot of things wrong. <laughs> Hypothetically, my reaction would be Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I've been challenged. You know? Like, all right, dumbass. <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's sort of like, you did not just bring like, a weak penis to the sword party. Yeah. <laughs> because let me just go get my sword. The other thing is that 
he doesn't know how to introduce the whole idea. Right. And it's it's an improper cue. And maybe and it and it and it, it doesn't respect the power dynamic that happens in a dominant submissive mm-hmm. relationship because until the submissive agrees, there is no real dominant. He can't do his he or she can't do their thing. And now I'm using gender language. Let me just back myself up here. No, no, I the person but like, who's in the dominant position cannot assume that position without a submissive's permission, right? Right. And the thing is, like I and I don't I don't, you know, I'm not in the BDSM scene, so I can't really really, you know, speak too much to it. But it really – and maybe, like, the, the best read on this guy that I could do and on any of these men, the most generous read they is – They read Fifty Shades and were like, oh, I don't have a helicopter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or or they think that I've read Fifty Shades and they don't know. Yes. Or – or and, and this is literally, like, the most generous is that they are maybe, like, intrigued by BDSM or they're, like, into the scene and they just don't know how to approach, you know – people about it, women about it. And like mm-hmm. that is literally the most generous. But but the problem is the the ROI for me. Your return on investment. You got you know, a lot of work to do. Like it is the ROI for me is that, you know, that is the most generous read I can give them. Um I'm not really into the scene. Mm-hmm. And so I can't really lead them out of whatever field they're in and and the most generous read for me um, may not be the safest read for me. You know, like if – and I say – I often say like dating right now is kind of like playing like, oh, are you awkward or are you a serial killer? Like that is like – that <laughs> really is sad. It, the game show is the worst game show in the world. And so, you know, uh, the most generous – sometimes I like and I want to be generous. I always want to be generous and I always be like, oh, maybe he doesn't know or we're like whatever. But I'm like for – for this case, like I, I don't know. Like he could just be toxically masculine. Like yep. he may just he be just like, might be a toxic oh, I'm dominant. Like oh, a- like pussy grabbing. Like what? You know, like it may not be actual healthy BDSM. And right. which, in which case, where like, and you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not really even into the scene. So like, definitely for not me, into it's that. like <laughs> definitely nope. like unhealthy Done. or disrespectful. Like I'm not into that at all. So, um, you know, it has its time and its place, and it has its partners and it has like it's seen and and i think this is one of those things i think for any like sexual stuff you have to be able to read like if your partner's not into it or if, if you're not into it like to say to somebody like warning this is how i am like you must accept this about right me. it was like, very much mu- like you have to accommodate right you have to accommodate yeah reference. and i'm like but i don't no. even know you <laughs> like, I don't, like we haven't even had care. a drink yet yeah, like, like i we haven't met in person why no, yeah and no. like Nope. And I'm kind of like, this is one of those things where, like, there are sites for that. And there's, like, Tinder. And there's, like, you know, you can put that right in your profile. And nobody will, like – I mean, on Tinder one time, I matched with this guy who was, like, MFM. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wandered into, like, Minaj Twitter. <laughs> like, <this> was, <laughs> I even chatted with him. I was like, hello. <laughs> can you <laughs> – because he didn't have pictures of him or the other guy's face but it was like two men like looking and it was he was like so well, did you change your profile picture to one of your covers I Wait, which is the one with the with the two is it it was glutton, glutton. Yeah. <laughs> just put that as your profile well that's basically what their profile looked like it was just like two headless torsos and i was like you are targeting me i'm just curious now this so i like we matched and so i messaged him and i was like I probably won't meet you, but I'm just curious about all this that you've got going on. So I'm like, if nothing else, I'll use this for research. And so, you know, I chatted with him a little bit. 
You have to pay for these services? Because I was going to say that just became a big old deduction. <laughs> no, no, you don't. And so I was just I was just chatting with him and he was very nice and friendly. And he was like, and he didn't have pictures of him or the other guy's head. And so I was like, do you have pictures with your heads? Because I'm just curious. Like, what ah. you look. And he was like, well, you know, because like we both are professional. He's like, I'm like in my 40s. And, and they were both very fit. Like, you know, and he's are like. Are they a couple? They're not. They're just, he was like, you they know. And just he just like to bang the he, same lady. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm in my 40s and I'm like you know i have a professional job and he's like young and dumb and in his 20s and i was like oh, you're writing a book <laughs> you're writing the book right now like erotic romance tinder is like often well i never met him i was like this is a bit like he he they were a bit odd in a couple of other ways that i was like this seems like fishy so isn't it know. interesting that when you're attuned to reading text when text doesn't have a whole lot of options for reading it, you you almost learn very quickly how to figure out, okay, something's not right here. Yeah, I do. Like, even from yeah. email from people, I'm like, okay, something is not right yeah. here. I mean, I... Something's all here. And I've gotten to the point where I like, I definitely go on less dates now. And by that, I mean like, if I, if I truly wanted to, I could probably, and I think any woman really like, Dick is far too plentiful. Dick is far too plentiful. You could easily go out with like three or four men a week if you really honestly oh, like dude. in a city like like DC or New York, like in a very congested city. Yeah, no, in other cities maybe not. Um, but they wouldn't be quality dick, and you want to hold out for the quality dick. So at this at this point in my life, this I want to hold out dating. for quality. With Alicia Rye, hold yes. out hold for out, quality hold dick. Hold out for quality dick. Make like, sure that the dick is attached to a quality person. Yeah, like I mean, and that is like dick is dick is low in value and very plentiful. And so you you want to really, I mean, I at least maybe you don't, but I at least I really want to hold out right now for the quality dick. And I feel like it's like men running around thinking yeah. that their dick is And I'm is not like saying like abstain from like, sex. Yeah, I'm just saying like for for like your hopes and dreams maybe don't yeah. pin it on low quality dick cuz low quality dick will leave you high and dry at some point. So in a number yeah. of ways, I guess. I mean, unless you just want random dick, then yeah, hey, which, hey, you will have, have a party. No problem. The apps are really good Securing for that. <laughs> so, random dick. And so, but but you know, like if if I uh, if I truly wanted to, I could do that and you know, I think if you if you just get very good at like reading people and and when you do read, like I mean, I think that's part of the value of reading romance is like you can, in a few sentences, kind of judge a person, like maybe not judge them entirely, but you can get kind of a read on like, are we going to have a good time at least over drinks? Yeah. Like, am I going to enjoy at least an hour with you? Yep. If not, mm, why? Yeah. Why waste my hour? Reclaiming my time. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wasting my hour on this. Nope. I have, I mean, I don't like have super productive. Th- I could probably watch an episode of Walking Dead or something like that. Right, but if I your could, choices, but, but if my choice watch is, a TV show you've already seen or go out with this person who's sort of like, eh, yeah. dude, go for the TV like, you've already please. seen. Please, I mean, it doesn't, it's not like, it takes me a while to put my makeup on and my hair done. Like, it's, not, it's not an easy process. No. So I'm like, if I'm putting all that time investment into, you know, going out and, and being cute or whatever, like, it better be for someone who I'm at least going to enjoy the hour with. So mm-hmm. I think that's important. And I will like immediately like, you know, even if he's like, oh, let's get a drink. And if, if I have like the slightest inkling now, of like, eh, I'm just like, hmm, no, nah, I don't think so. Because I, I really and, and, and I'm not saying like close yourself off because I used to do that too. Like when I first started where I was like, oh, 
oh, he's got like a weird like like tick or he like doesn't use like great grammar. And like now I'm like, whatever, you can use whatever grammar you want. You can use whatever spelling you want. You can use like anything. And especially I think, you know, now I'm sort of at the point where I'm like, well, there's not English speakers and, you know, not everyone's great at texting or whatever. But but if there's even like a slight red flag, if there's a slight bit of things where so I have to time? where I have to say, like, is this awkwardness or is this a serial killer? I'm like, nope. No, not worth my time. Because it's not a big deal for you to respond to a text message from a dude on your couch where you don't have to put on shoes and right. the TV's on or you can be doing yeah. other things. Be like, hey, dude. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You can do that with a low amount of energy. That's not taking a lot of energy. Low investment. In, yeah. Low investment of energy in decision yeah. making. As I've learned from researching and, and building my, my course on organization, making decisions taxes your brain. Mm-hmm. And the more active decisions you have to make, the more tired you are when you're done. If, yeah. if, if all you have to do is reply to a text – and be funny, mm-hmm. easy. Getting dressed, putting on your face and doing your hair mm-hmm. and like judging your – deciding what to wear and deciding what shoes and then deciding where to go and then deciding the parameters. Okay, if, if it's this by this time, mm-hmm. then I'm going to leave. That's a lot of brain energy. It's a lot of brain energy. And like you do – you lose like an entire evening. I mean and, – and coming home and unwinding from that, like it is – that's and that's and that's in those are the dates that are like meh, right? Like mm-hmm. there are dates with, that are actively stressful, and like you know, yeah. those are even worse. You have to carry the conversation, carry you have the to do conversation, all of the labor, or like they're openly offensive, or like you know, like so it can be like. Have you been on openly offensive dates? <sighs> I have been on a number of. Them. Oh no! <laughs> Maybe we should do an entire episode about my openly my offensive worst dates. dates. Let's oh do my that. God. <laughs> I feel like that's a whole episode and maybe four more. All right. So listeners, if you would like to hear my worst date stories, email me and you tell me that's what you want and we will do it. But I don't want to inflict this on you. I mean, I just hear the sound of my inbox. My inbox is just landed. All right. So tell me a good, tell me a good date story. A good date. Have you been on a good date lately? Any like interesting dudes you're chatting with now? Um, yeah, actually. That's the thing about romance readers, we root for each other's romance. I know we do, we do, and I hate to like, I, I hate to. Um, well, here's one that's kind of, kind of up in the air still because he lives a little farther away. So, what, um, like Virginia, uh, <laughs> West Virginia, like South. <laughs> like, okay. So, yeah. but we've been, I mean, we went out in, um, in July, we had a date. He, his brother lives in DC. And so he was here for that. And so I was like, all right. So no, this guy was pretty, pretty great. And, and like, it happened very randomly. He just happened to be in town. And so we matched. And right. so he was like, Hey, I'm just visiting my brother. Like I live in, <laughs> you know, and so, and he's like, but my if you want to, yeah. <laughs> yes. South yes. Yeah. down south of the Mason Dixon line. Right. Um, but he was like, you know, Oh, like if you want to get together, let's just like, if you want to get a drink, I'm in town. Like it's totally low yeah. risk because totally low risk. Cause I'm like, if I don't, you're going to leave on Monday. <laughs> I'm like, granted, you visit here fairly often because, you know, like your sibling lives here. But like, that's not, that's nothing. Right. Like, I have run into exes. Like, DC uh, is very small. It is so, very like, small. I run into exes quite a bit. It's very, or like guys I've just dated once or twice, but it's not one. Um, but Ooh. it's, yeah, it's terrible. Um, but this guy was like, okay, really low risk. And I wasn't doing anything that night. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's like grab a drink or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I met him and he was super cute and and adorable. And so and this is 
it was super cute. He, you know, I, I'm always very cautious about, I, I don't, I put in my profile, like, oh, I'm an author and, you know, an attorney and whatever, like traveler or something like that. And, but I'm very like, um, I don't say that I'm a romance author on right, the profile. that comes with a whole I, bunch of crap It comes with too much baggage with people I don't know. Yeah. And I, I don't say it when we're texting. I'll like, I, I go on the first date, I judge them, like, you know, figure out if they're going to be assholes or not. And then I tell them. And so this guy, like 10 minutes in, I'm like, this guy's adorable. <laughs> and so I told him, uh, and he was like, so like, what do you do? And so, you know, I told him a little bit and I was like, I'm also an author. And he's like, oh, he's like, that's cool. Like, are you, are you writing something right now? And I'm like, no, I'm actually like a published author. And he's like, he was like, oh, that's so and oh I was like, God. that's, that's, and I was like, that's that was an adorable reaction. The best. And so, isn't it, it funny was, when it you meet really. someone who's not in publishing yeah. and they're like, oh my God. He was, he was like, that's awesome. And he's in like, yeah. And he's in like the health field. So like, this is like foreign to him. And so he was like, oh, he's like, that is though so cool. And then I'm like, okay, so I've told him I'm an author. So that's like the first hurdle. And then the second hurdle is I'm a romance author. And then I kind of like keep an eye on him. And so and he's like, what kind of books do you write? And I was like, I write romance novels. And he goes, oh, that's the coolest thing ever. Oh and I was my like, God, oh. it, it was really, really cute. I was like, this is just the most adorable reaction. And so I was like, yeah, I was like, it's pretty cool. He's like, no, he's like, you should be more excited. Why aren't you more excited? And I'm like, well, everyone is a dick it's my life. And I was like, I was like, because it's my life. So I don't really think it's like, I'm like, you know, it's just my job. Like, it's my job and it's my passion and everything. But it's like, it's my life. So I like, I don't walk around like, I mean, I'm cool. Like, but, like, he was so excited. And so, you know, we were, we were talking some more and um, like two or three hours went by and like, we were like still having fun. So we walked across the street because he like, wanted to get guacamole and so we went to the Mexican place across the street and we're getting guacamole and like this is like three hours in and out of nowhere he goes I'm just so impressed by you (laughs) and I was like I'm like why are you impressed by me like this is all cute and he's like he's like you just like and he's also South Asian he's like you just like get out here like this like smart like you know, Indian woman just killing it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so cute. Did your heart like grow four It was. I was like, this is fucking adorable. <laughs> like, this is all so adorable. And so he was, he was very, very cute. And so, you know, um, and like, it was like midnight or one and we, like, we went and got like halal food because he really wanted like, I guess there's like a halal brothers down in DuPont. So we like walked there and we got the food and like eating like shawarma or whatever, like coming back to, and I was, and he was like, can I walk you back to your place? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so like he walked and I invited him in, <laughs> we smooched a little, it was great. Um, but he was, but he, like every like few, like 20 minutes or so, he'd be like, and he wasn't drunk, like I wasn't drunk either. He was just he'd just be like, Man, you're so and, you're, and I was like, this is like and it was like literally like the cutest thing. I yeah, it was super cute. That's exactly how I felt. Um I'm curled up in a tiny ball. I mean, I'm not a tiny person, but I'm curled up in a ball right she now. She is, she is. Like, my own face. Oh my god. It was cute. It I'm was turning really red for you. Yeah, it oh was adorable. God. It was pretty adorable. This is hot. And it was and it was so like it was so great. And he was like so and he was like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. We're still like talking on my couch like all night. And so um and finally at like six, he was like, Oh, he's like, I have to go, I have to catch my flight. And I was like, Do you have to go? And he's like, I don't want to. <laughs> and it was 
so cute. Um, so he, uh, you know, he he laughed, unfortunately, but he like was super sweet. And he was like, can I like, I'll, can I text you? Like, can I call you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Better. And so, you know, we've been texting a little bit since for the last couple of months. And it's not like I'm not dating anyone else. And I assume he's still dating like other girls or whatever, because we only had one date. But like, when was this? So this is like two months ago. When's he coming back? I don't know. <laughs> He's supposed to come back this month. Are you guys still it. texting? Yeah, like, we do you, are. Yeah, you, like yeah, yeah. talk every now and again. We do like a couple times a week. He'll like text me and all. He'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" He's not a very good texter, which is like kind of a problem. <laughs> but. But the thing is, like, I know what he's like in real life now. So I'm like, I'm I'm ready to be generous with the texting. And and who knows, maybe he'll meet someone else or maybe I will or like whatever. But it was it was a great date. Like That's it was a great date night. where you have a crappy date. You can be like, OK, but it's definitely not me because this guy was. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This guy was awesome. And like and that's the thing. I think it's important, especially if you're like. Dating sort of widely and you're dating a bunch of men it's you know i heard somebody call it like the burner theory <laughs> like it's terrible you have like a bunch of burners going at the same time and and i'm not saying like you know do this if if any of them expect you to be monogamous to them or anything like that like honesty always in your relationships um but if you don't have a serious relationship going on um, all the burners and and especially for someone like me like i i know i get like I get attached very quickly and and sometimes I get attached to people who don't deserve that attachment. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and you know, I've had a sort of a lifetime of like, I didn't have great self-esteem when I was younger and, and, you know, and I was scared of men until I was 25 and I talked to them. So like, you know, for me, if I go on a really great date with a guy and I never date anyone else, I'm like, well, that's it. He's the only one. Like, he is it. Like, I'm never going to have a good as date as it. That sounds like a byproduct of romance, though. It because is. Because romance it? is very much about the one. The one. Like, you're not supposed to yeah. have all the burners going Yeah, yeah. it's romance. like the faded mate, right? right? Like, I met my faded mate. Like, all of a sudden, you see in color, and you <laughs> yeah, can tell the like, twins yes. apart. Like, yeah. Come on. Oh, my God, the twins apart. I love the twins apart. The magic, yes, the twins apart. Your heart starts beating, you're like, oh, my God, I can see in color. You, yeah, you have, like, I'm, I'm fully blooded. Identical sex I can finally have sex with men <laughs> like that's how it is like, there's, there's so many like indications but it's like yeah the faded mate theory it right it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen in real life and there's plenty of men and women for everybody like that's the thing there is no and this is something but that's something that I have to like actively tell myself because, because I the, do the, the, the contextualizing of romance the contextualizing the conditioning yeah, yeah. Is, is, the conditioning is very much one. like faded mate like you yep. this is it this is the only one for you and there's so many toxic ways that 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 whole faded mate thing shows up. Like mm-hmm. he stuck his dick in like three fourths, three fourths of the population mm-hmm. of his town. Mm-hmm. But then he meets the heroine and all those women are sluts because mm-hmm. she's not. Like, mm-hmm. oh dude, dude. Yeah. Like, there's really toxic expressions of that. There's so many. And there's a couple, I mean, I know one of my one of my issues whenever I read um uh books with like curvy heroines or plus size heroines, um, and I think I've I've talked about this a couple times before, is um like, by all means, write your curvy heroines, please, please. Um, but, you know, it is uh, one of the themes generally is that nobody has found her attractive before Until that guy. this hot guy comes along and finds her attractive. And it is, it is, um, and I understand, right? Because I was like, I had, I've always struggled with my weight from the time I was very young, like from puberty onward, before puberty. Um, 
And I was always convinced that nobody would ever find me attractive. Like that was just like my conditioning. Like this is it. Like, and I remember like being very like 13 or 14 and um, a very well-meaning aunt telling me, you know, like, well, if you don't lose weight, you'll never get a husband. Like that was, that was where I like, you know, and, and very well-meaning. And my mother like almost murdered her. (laughs) I told, I told my mom about it like a year later and she like picked up the phone and was like, how dare you say this to my daughter? It was fantastic. My mom's like very much on her corner, but like, you know, like you, you grow up with these ideas everywhere. And it's not just cultural. Like this Uh -uh. is like, this is, I mean, this is universal. Right. And especially like with, and actually, like, this is, like, a Western ideal. Oh, like, very in very much, so. much, in very many ways. Like, Indian women used to be, like, you liked them with a little fat on them. <laughs> like, that was, like, well, considered really fat odd. was yeah. a signal of prosperity. Yeah, that you sign of pro- Yeah, like, they liked them a little round. And, like, if you look, if you look at older, like, Bollywood movies, like, the, the women all got a little roll around their middle. <laughs> like, they're, like, you know, now they're, like, very thin and, and hard-bodied because that's sort of what the that's Western the ideal has, has carried over. Um, but the whole, like... No one found her attractive until him. Yeah, I actually think what that is what the, what that says is the inverse that she did not believe she was attractive until this one guy taught yeah. her, which is just as toxic and dam- and damaging. And it's because also you're you're building your self esteem based on someone else's uh, yeah. opinion. Yeah, and the and the truth of the matter is, listen, um, there's somebody for everyone, and yeah. nobody will ever. I I will tell you, I. Well, we'll talk about this guy. <laughs> like, I, I will tell you this. Like, there is no such thing as leagues. There is no. And there's such thing so, as what leagues? Like, you know, like oh, out of your league out of your league or in your league. league. Or, yeah. And I hear this quite a bit. Like, and sometimes I'll do it where I'll like text a picture of a guy I'm I'm talking to to my friends, and I'll joke like, oh, is, do you think he's out of my league or something? This is like Ooh. super hot, and they'll be like, no, <laughs> you know, and that's and that is like what you need to hear. And I think that's what especially younger women need to hear is that. There is no such thing as leagues. There is no such thing as like, like everyone has a different taste and different things. And yeah, maybe some guys won't find you attractive. Maybe you won't find some guys attractive, Mm -hmm. but you know, like an attraction is very weird. Like I have, I have dated guys who have like six packs. I've dated guys who have dad bods. Like I, you know, and I've found them equally attractive for different reasons. And, and they hopefully if they're not like, you know, whatever, if they, if they don't have like a specific, mm, and some guys are very shallow and like, you know, mm-hmm. want conventionally attractive women, but some guys just want women they're attracted to. And that can mean a lot of things. So, you know, don't, and, and that has taken me years and years and years to learn is, you know, there is not only one mm-hmm. and also like, there's no league <laughs> and there's like, but, but it's good. I think if you're, if you're just kind of casually dating and seeing what's out there and not fully committed to anyone, if you are fully committed, please do not turn all your burners on <laughs> like, you know, or before, <laughs> before you talk to that person. Yeah, and like That's, dude. that's cheating. There's a murder, murder <laughs> yeah. these things. If you're poly or whatever, that's fine. Like you're honest, ethically, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like, but, but it is. Um, so yeah. So like, you know, I, I liked this guy a lot, but I keep telling myself like that's, and, and it, it was good to go on a great date yep. because then you can say like, okay, well, I can go on great dates with a lot of guys. Like, oh. there's a lot of guys out there. I'm going to go on great dates with a lot of them. Yep. There is no one. Yeah. You can. And think about it, like, in terms of friendship. Like, do you only have, like, one best friend forever and ever and ever? And will you, like, you know. Never make another friend Never make another, another friend again if something goes wrong with that one? No. Nope. Like, you, if something goes sour with that friend, you, <laughs> you have will have another best friend. Friends. And And I think this is just, like. 
I don't know. I think it's just a good way, especially if you're somebody who attaches quickly and you've grown up with this idea of fate and me. One true love. One true love. love. Well, like, you, know, the, the, you the, watch Princess Bride. And yeah. like, that's it. Um, you know, and, and not to say that people don't attach differently. And maybe if you lost your true love, I'm not saying it's not easy to, like, find someone else you love as much or anything like that. But, but the idea that there's only one can do a lot of damage. But the idea there's only one can do so much damage to your psyche and to – and especially if you you – I mean, I have dated guys for like three or four months and I've been and like it's ended and I've been devastated because I'm like, well, that's it. I'm not reminding anyone else is good or perfect or like is fun or whatever. But see, that's on but that's, end, that's a normal feeling. It's not just the idea that there's one, but right. I just invested all of right. this time and yes. energy. And, and it's a healthy, normal feeling and to like, grieve that is it. good. But mm-hmm. but don't think that that's your it. chance for happiness is over because yeah. like it didn't work out with this one guy. So, yep. so that is the value of going on great all night long dates with with a guy even if i don't really see him again or like he finds someone else or i find someone else like that is i think the joy and the the happiness like you need you need dates like that even if you they do. just are for one night well it's like reading books it's like, like yeah. you have to have the book that you're like oh my god this best book ever and yeah you have to have a whole bunch of books that were like eh, they're on my shelf <laughs> those, were, those were some words yeah yeah same alphabet but i didn't like the way it was arranged in that case i think if nothing else you can just tell yourself like i i had a relationship that ended terribly recently like not you know last year and and going out afterwards was hard but i just was like well if anything maybe i can just make a friend yeah like you know maybe i'll just have a good night and we can just chat about a lot of cool stuff and meet someone different and that's it and that's how i sort of got myself out again where i was like Okay, well, I'll just go the out with The goal is not forever and ever. And, right. And I, I, I'm not going to make that decision right, right now. That decision yeah. isn't even an option right now. Uh, right. And I think, you know, especially for romance authors, just don't um, write your own love story. Because <laughs> it's so tempting sometimes. To like, what, just write what's going to happen Write next. what's going to happen to, like, imagine it. Like, doodle your names on the snowboard. <laughs> like, Everyone does that. I think like I think romance we maybe like dream it a little too hard sometimes. It can be like very disappointing if it doesn't work out. Um and it's kind of like I mean if you're a romance author, I tell I tell other authors, like the baseline for publishing isn't success. The baseline is failure. Like it is. It's very like depressing. Oh yeah. Like the the odds are like you will not be an overnight success. You will not be the next Ooh. Fifty Shades. That is just how it is. And but overnight successes are almost always like five to ten years in the making. Anyway. Right. Yes. Yeah. People. Someone said to me like, "Oh my god, this overnight success you've had." And I'm like, I, "My first book came out eight years ago." <laughs> what are you talking about? Let me tell you about all the publishers like, that I've been let a part me explain, of. That and no also, I'm still not an overnight exists. success. Yeah. Let me explain all of the let places me I've been. All the years I cried about, <laughs> like all the books on my shelf. Are you kidding me? Overnight success. But like, yeah, that is. I think that's that's what it is. Like the baseline is not mm-hmm. happily ever after mm-hmm. and getting married. The baseline is maybe you make a friend. Yep. And have a good date. Yep. And I think that's okay. And the more people that you know, the more likely you are to meet someone who's more compatible with you in other ways. It is, yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting to look at um, dating stories from 50, 60 years ago. Mm. I married the girl across the street. Mm-hmm. I married this girl. She lived in my building. I married this girl who's – whose cousin lived near me and I met her every summer. Like yeah. you marry you, you, a lot of people married in proximity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were from the same town. Yeah. That's, the same yeah. 
And I did that and I realized how abnormal that is mm-hmm. in for like our generation. Yes, yeah, yeah. Very abnormal. Very abnormal. Very weird. And yeah. there's only I think there's only two couples out of my graduating class that are married. Me and, the, and another one. Um, and even we though had I'm an, still like, you guys are still together, right? I'm, yeah. I'm pulling for you to guys to be okay. <laughs> we had in my high school class, we had two couples, um, and one divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and now are remarried to people they did not know. I think they met them on maybe on apps. I don't know. <laughs> it was, but not. Is, one thing I've realized being with the same person since I was 19 and then getting married at 25 mm-hmm. is that you change a lot yeah. as you grow up. Yeah, yeah. One of the parts of our wedding vows um, was that we promised to love each other's bodies as they age. And that we accept that we're going to age, That's which is so a, cute. Which is kind of super nauseating. But you, you look at you look at all of the changes your body goes through just yeah. between thirty and forty. Yeah. Holy shit! Oh god, so many. You change so much as you age, yeah, yeah. and your priorities change. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not friends with any of the people that I was friends with yeah. when my husband and I met, except for him. Yeah. But we've grown up and changed, and yep. you know, we work on our relationship like it's. It's, I like doing it, but it's work. It's not just yeah. like, okay, this is done. I don't have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And the people that you meet now are more aligned with who you are. Yeah. And you, there can't be just one because what if you meet that one at the wrong time and right. you haven't grown into the person you're going to be? Right. Yeah. No, I think um, – and that's very true. I mean, I think between uh, – I probably started like – actively heavily dating when I was like 29 like I was like I'm gonna get out there (laughs) like I'm gonna do this um and I've taken breaks along the way and I'm 34 now and the amount that I've changed from 29 to 34 like I found my massive I found my own match profile from like when I was 30 I think and I you know it's been defunct since then um, and I read it and I'm like, this isn't me. And I'm like, this isn't me at all. Like, this what is, is this? It's not, like, it's not me now. Um, and if I'd met someone then and we'd gotten together and gotten married or whatever, I would have hopefully, you know, I would have hoped that we would have grown together. And I think right. that's, I think that's the thing, like, you know, about the bodies, you know, as they age and as like we age, I think as people, you know, sometimes couples can grow together. Mm-hmm. And like and develop together, and sometimes apart. they can't, and they oh, grow yeah. apart, and they develop apart. It's not really anyone's fault, you know. If that happens, it just happens because we are not. We are just constantly changing, evolving creatures, and um, and you know, I and and I definitely, I definitely think who I am now is like maybe like the pinnacle of me. <laughs> like, I don't know how much more I'll grow and change, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll be different in five or six years or 10 years or whatever. Um, I think that it's possible. For- like our core, I think doesn't really change, no, but like, core yeah, your core, your core is like who you are. Yeah. I think that there's a damaging amount of messaging sent, especially in Western culture, especially in the States about ambition. You mm. constantly have to level up. You constantly have to grow. That you is constantly true. have yes. to make the next level. If what you've hit is happiness and care for yourself and you're content with mm-hmm. your life, dude, you win. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Keep that. And yeah. Contentment is totally victory. And that's where I'm at now where I'm kind of like, um, you know, there's a um, – I still remember there's a question on OkCupid and their little questionnaire thing and I, I remember it. And it, it says, are you looking for someone um, – and the choices are that you can go out with or that you can come home to. Oh, and I'm good question. <laughs> isn't that a great question? And I, I sort of ask myself that, like weirdly, at, at at the oddest times where I'm like, is this a guy that I would go out with or is this a guy I would come home to? Yeah. 
And I think because right now I, where I'm at in my life is um, I have I have great I've had great luck and success in a number of ways. Um, and I'm very content with everything. But I want, um, you know, in my in my next book and in, in Wrong to Need You, there is a scene where the hero and the heroine are sitting on the couch mm-hmm. um, and the heroine's a widow. And, and she thinks to herself, like, oh, she hasn't had this unwinding of a day in a long time with someone. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what I want. I want to come home from killing it. <laughs> as this guy, as this adorable man I went out with said, um, and I want to tell someone about it. Yep. And so I want someone to come home to, like, yep. I want somebody that I can text, like when something good happens or when mm-hmm. something bad happens. But like, I want, I want that. And I think, you know, that's, I think that's something like, that's what, you know, my heroine sometimes want, or I think, you know, but I think that that's a good question to sort of ask yourself when you're with someone or you know, if you're trying to figure out what you want in your world and like, you know, narrow in on that and then you can sort of, you know, and I haven't found my happily ever after, so maybe, you know, but I think it's a good question to sort of, to know what you're looking for in a partner. Are you yes. looking for someone who you can just go out and have fun with, which is great, or or at the core, are you looking for someone you can do that with and also then come home with? Yeah. So. I'm going to stop recording because I can't okay. top that. <laughs> And that is all for this week's episode. I want to thank Alicia Rye for hanging out with me and talking about dating. I know a lot of you liked the prior interview. I hope you like this one just as much. And if you've got questions or ideas, please contact us. You can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. You can even record a voice memo and email it to me. And do not worry, you will sound fabulous. Or you can leave me a voicemail at one 201 Three seven one three two seven two. I would be delighted to hear from you, especially if you've got good date stories or bad date stories. And I promise I will do a follow up if you would like, where we talk about some of her, of her dating horror stories and some of the good ones too. Today's podcast was brought to you by The Secret of the Sheik's Betrothal by Felicitas Ivy. This book will be out on November fifteenth from Dream Spinner Press. It's a contemporary male-male romance, part of the Dreamspun Desires line, where the men are hot, the romance is rocking, and there is always a happily ever after. A billionaire and a Bedouin girl, each with a shocking secret. Billionaire Fathi al-Mursim is a workaholic businessman too busy running the family's companies to even think about marriage. Also, too bad he's never told his grandfather that he's gay, because grandfather has just announced a childhood betrothal to a Bedouin girl Fathi has never heard about before. Ikram Din Abdul was raised as a woman by his avaricious older sister who didn't want him being their father's heir. He never thought that he'd be married and is surprised when his sister informs him of his betrothal. When Fafi and Ikram meet, they're drawn to each other in a manner neither one of them expected, and as plans for their wedding progress, they both realize they need to tell the other person the truth. But can they, with both cultural taboos and family pressures to deal with? can find out more about this author's work at dreamspinnerpress.com and I will have links to the author's page at Dreamspinner and more information about this book at smartpitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. The music you are listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. This is the Peat Bog Fairies. This track is called Mark's Terrace. 
the same track that I used on my earlier interview with Alicia Rye. I thought it might be fun to tie them together musically and topically. You can find Sassy Outwater on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. You can find the Peat Bog Fairies at their website, peatbogfairies.com. And you can find their music on Amazon or iTunes or wherever you get your funky, funky music. I will have links to the books that we mentioned. There were not many, but I will also have links to some of the apps that we mentioned, some of the sites, and of course, the the Instagram cross-stitch where Dick is far too plentiful to put up with this. It's truly beautiful. And you know, I can think of no greater tribute to someone who is funny and wise on the internet than someone cross-stitching what they say. That's pretty rad. If you are a fan of the podcast and would like to learn more about how to support us, here are three ideas. Idea number one, subscribe and tell a friend that you like the show because that is awesome. Equally awesome, leaving a review on whichever apps or programs you use to access your podcast. Reviews are very powerful things. And I'm not just saying that because A, I write them and B, I know how podcast algorithms work. Your opinion is very important. So if you like the show and you want to leave a review for it, I would be very grateful. And idea number three, you can have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches for monthly pledges starting with one whole entire dollar. You can help support the show, help me continue commissioning transcripts for older episodes, and help make the audio quality continue continually improving, even though, like I said in the intro, today is a day where I am really not good at wording. Today is not a good wording day. Which will be great fun if, like, someone I actually have to talk to on the phone calls me. Now, I have been ending the episodes with terrible jokes, and today is no different. Are you ready? Here we go. So, when birds fly in a V, how come one side is longer than the other? Give up? When birds fly in a V, why is one side longer than the other? Because there's more birds on that side. I can hear you groaning. <laughs> I had a really good time in the Reddit dad jokes thread, and that came from a Redditor named Mr. Gritty. Thank you, Mr. Gritty. That's a terrible joke. I also told my joke a joke to my husband really late at night one night, and I cannot remember what it was, um, and neither does he. So trust me that as soon as I remember, I will share it with you. But until then, on behalf of Alicia and everyone here, including Orville, who has sprawled across my desk, We wish you the very best of reading. Have an excellent weekend. We will see you here, or hear you, next week.